When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey guys, welcome in to Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Purple Daily, and uh, this little Saturday checkdown episode. So we, we did a live, like usual, live stream episode on Friday, which was Judd's Camp Notes from the Thursday practice under the lights. We figure let's move some of the feedback feedback Friday into Saturday. So we're going to go through some of your comments from uh, the week here that you've sent us through the score North app via email, YouTube comment section, whatever presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com. And before we get started here, Judd, tell the audience how they can get in the best shape of their lives and lose weight before. There's still a month before football season for you to get in great shape. They can do exactly what Sports Dad did, going from the guy on the left to the guy on the right. All you have to do is contact our friends at Livia Weight Control Center. So many people that watch Purple Daily have done exactly this. And so many of those fine people have sent us notes saying, you know what? This program works, and it does, and here's the best part. They're not only going to help you lose the weight, they're going to help you keep the weight off. And the best news is this, that Livia Days have arrived, and right now it's the best deal of the summer. Join today, and you're going to get 50% off your personalized program. Lose 10 pounds or more in the first two weeks. Now you're on the road to weight loss. You're on the road to looking great, feeling great. All those clothes will start to fit. They've been voted Minnesota's best weight loss program year after year, and there is a reason. Livia works. I can tell you that, and again, a lot of people who watch this show and have joined the program can tell you the same thing. 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Always appreciate their support of Purple Daily. All right, boys, let's go through some feedback here, starting with Aaron Bialki via the Scorner app, the feedback tab. Great place to request being on, write that down. Great place to hit us up. He says, it would be great if you guys could have a weekly update on players who are on the bubble of Judd's 53-man roster list. I'm going to take his question. If you have some other guys, feel free to throw them out there, Judd. But one of the guys on the bubble was undrafted linebacker Ivan Pace Jr. We talked about him a little bit in your Camp Notes episode yesterday. But you told us, let's do a little bit of a deeper dive here. So Ivan Pace Jr. was um, was undrafted sort of shockingly in the eyes of a lot of mockers, I think because of some size questions and some like arm length questions, but you said he was getting some runs with the first team defense under the lights on Thursday. 
Yeah, night practice, too. Uh, Brian Flores clearly wants to give Ivan Pace Jr. an opportunity here. And it's not even necessarily that Brian Osamoa has been bad, but I think that they are very interested in getting a linebacker who not only is a tough player but also has speed. And in this case, size is not the the key thing. I think it's the ability to be in the right place at the right time and make plays. And so, yeah, I um, I was surprised. Because that was the first time that I've seen, and Pace, keep in mind, started training camp on the pup list, physically unable to perform list, obviously off that now. But I was uh, surprised at the amount of first-team snaps he got, and those snaps knocked Asamoah to the second team. So I didn't know this was a competition until now, but I would say given what we saw under the lights on Thursday, it is definitely a competition between Pace and Asamoah. Uh, for playing time. They both, I like, Pace, seeing him used like that, I've got an inkling, unless he falls apart completely, that, that he's probably more of a favorite for the 53 than I thought. But that being said, this could be a competition for an actual starting job. How about this, all right? So 193 qualified inside linebackers in college football last year, or like, or I guess I'm, I'm inside linebackers in a 3-4 and then linebackers in a 4-3 defense. 189. Ivan Pace Jr. was the number one graded linebacker according to Pro Football Focus. And here's another thing that stands out. Of all of those linebackers, Ivan Pace Jr. had the most pressures. He had 55 pressures at Cincinnati last year. 12 sacks. He's not an edge rusher per se. He's a linebacker. 12 yeah. sacks, and, and he also, so those are both also leading the nation. And then he led the nation with 18 quarterback hits, which was five more than the next closest guy, LSU's Harold Perkins. And he led, uh, I'm sorry, he was uh, second in hurries with 25 quarterback hurries. So, and if you look at like the reasons why he fell out of the draft, his size, right? He's, he's listed at five foot 10, which is not the ideal size for, well, really any football player. Um, that put him in the, uh, the th- fourth percentile of height among relative athletic scores. But his 40-yard dash was 84th percentile. His 20-yard split was 87th percentile. So quick, fast. Some of the measurements don't add up. But if you're looking for a guy in Flores' system to be aggressive and move forward, super interesting here. And then the success he obviously had despite his size at Cincinnati. Also quite a big investment made. Um, The Vikings signed him as a UDFA for $236,000, which was tied for the fifth most of any undrafted guy last spring. So, yeah, there's a a good case to be made here um, that he's going to make the roster now. And it's going to be so interesting, too, because no matter how Pace or Asamoah and whoever gets that job plays, it's going to be so intriguing to watch them, right? Like, as they're, they're not going to be used, like we think of this as it's a linebacker, but that's not it. Like, this is this is a vision of what this defense can do from, uh, from causing chaos. And so I think Jordan Hicks is basically the linebacker, but a guy like Pacer Asamoa is going to be asked to do a lot of different things and create havoc, and it's not going to be the traditional things that we're, you know, used to probably seeing from a guy like Kendricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six Rulers chimes in here and says, so the more I listen to Sirius XM NFL channel, I see the Vikings, as usual, get zero respect. 
They let too many players leave is what they say. The narrative of the defense stinks and losing these guys is suicide for this team. I realize that you guys are the only ones that truly have a pulse on the Vikings. The defense is going to be surprisingly better with Flores calling plays. The offense should be scary good in the second year of KOC system. Write this down, fellas. This is not an official write that down prediction because it needs to happen on Wednesday. But we'll entertain the premise here on Feedback okay. Friday. Of course. He says the Vikings will finish with 11, maybe 12 wins. Cousins, in the final year of his contract, will get to and win the NFC Championship game. That's right. The Vikings are going to the show. This is a well-built team that will prove many national skeptics wrong. Keep up the amazing work. You guys are the only place I go for my Vikings fix. Thank you. Wow. He's going for so, it. So I can... I can safely get to a space that's not as far as that goes, but I do think that the defense is going to be, it's not going to be great. That's going to be much better than people expect. I do agree because I've heard this. They talk about these guys. Well, Cook is gone and Kendricks is gone and Thielen is gone. And they talk about them like it's five years ago. Um, which, Which again is why this show emphasized you need Daniil Hunter back. Daniil Hunter is a very viable, important player. But the Vikings did not jettison anyone who was all that important. They jettisoned aging players. Um, Do I think that Kirk's going to get this team to the show? I have to see that. I don't think that they win 12 games because the schedule is tougher. But am I optimistic that this team is actually going to not be considered lucky when the season is done? Yes, this is a foundational thing too, right? Right, you guys? Like you're building something here. You're building something with Quazy and probably just as importantly or more so O'Connell that is the foundation of where this franchise wants to go next. And from being around it, I feel like it's on the right track. That might not mean a Super Bowl championship, unfortunately, in 2023, but that does mean it feels like there's a purpose here and everyone understands the purpose. It feels like they're just uh, everyone's buying Detroit Lions stock, right? Like, oh, look out for the Lions. That offense was great last year, and Jared Goff got woken up, and and then you kind of look around like the AFC, which is just loaded with so many storylines and talent that I just feel like the Vikings are kind of just stuck in the middle, right? Like, no one's saying the Vikings are going to be terrible next season, but they're at eight and a half wins in Vegas. They're the second favorite, I guess, in the NFC North, and people just kind of gloss over them. Yes, regression was inevitable from thirteen wins but I just feel like no one is really realizing what the Vikings are supposed to be, which is probably a team that should be nine to 10 wins competing for the division, but they're not the sexy storyline. So people just are looking at all the subtractions from core players that people do know from the Vikings and Kendricks and Thielen, et cetera. And they just kind of write it off as, yeah, they're probably not going to be good, which is a little weird to me. Like the, and this is a good segue into the next one here, but like the Delvin commentary, you know, the the way he gets talked about on the national shows about, Oh my God, who's going to wind up with this? Crazy, amazing running back, right? The, the Jets going to get him. Oh, my gosh. Where is he going to land? It's like, if Dalvin Cook was as good as everyone's making him sound, don't you think he'd be on a team on August 4th? Yeah, because he's looking to get a payday. And teams are rightfully so saying, dude, yeah. I'm sure that he's being offered incentives, right? But I think he, he wants a contract that's probably if not the same, similar to what he was supposed to get here. And, yes, that's exactly right. And Thielen might be good again in yeah. Carolina if healthy, but are they going to miss him? No. 
And Kendricks, you know, Eric Kendricks, they're trying to replace Kendricks right now with a player that could do the things that Kendricks used to be able to do consistently. Yeah, used to be able to do consistently. Yep. All right, so this is, uh, speaking of, of Dalvin here, Zach Parsons Barber chimes in here. I understand the point you're making about running backs, and I agree that it's nice to be free from Dalvin Cook, but I still think you're missing the mark a little bit. Running backs are not a stock market asset. They're human beings. They assume more risk and have shorter careers than any other position, and it's not even close. They don't have a chance for a second contract. Nobody is saying it's a great idea to break the bank for a running back, but they should at the very least be compensated fairly. The union worked out a deal that it's a salary cap league. Teams, rightfully so, are picking who they're going to pay. Like, this is true in every cap league. I think this is somewhat true, right? Goaltenders in hockey are sort of treated the same way. Because as Dex said, they are they are very, you know, they'll be great one year, they'll be average or bad the next. Running backs can be replaced. And, yes, I, I agree. They are human beings. But in a cap league, how are you going to irresponsibly say, you know what, we really like Dalvin. We're going to continue to pay him. If Madison's good, he's going to be good at, you know, a fraction of the price that Cook costs, and then he'll be be gone too. I just I don't understand in a cap league what people want, especially now when quarterbacks, and I think we talked about this. I think, Phil, you brought this up yesterday, show. Quarterbacks break the bank. So, like, are you really going to say, but you know what, we really like you, so we're going to invest in you too? You've got to pick positions. Well, okay. Also, like, let's let's drill down here. Uh, of course, they're human beings, but for the purposes of the salary cap, they're not. No one's look. General managers aren't saying, "Oh, let's give more money to the best human." They're giving money to the th- to the thing, which is a position or a player that can get them the most wins. Right. And the league has determined that there's a bunch of other positions that drive winning and point scoring more than the modern running back. So the other word that I see here, Zach, and I don't mean to like pick on you here but to use the word they need to be compensated fairly well define what fair is the market defines what fair is in this case right here's the structure you get this amount of this amount of money to spend on players that's the market so you're getting paid relative to what the market thinks your value is and i will tell you okay there are still eight running backs in the nfl who make at least 10 million dollars a year there's at least uh let's see 18 running backs who make at least $4 million a year. So, yeah, they're human beings, right? And they make a lot more money than most human beings still, okay? They don't right. make as much as the quarterback human beings or the edge rusher human beings. But what what about, like, let's go to you. Got, you got Judd's Hockey Show here with me on the uh, Purple Daily Podcast today. So center is the most important position in hockey, right? Is that fair to say? Center or a big defenseman, top top-pairing yeah. defenseman, but yes, okay. it's not goaltending. Okay. Yeah. Let's use center because I did pull the data on this for the purposes of this exercise. Sure. Only seven NHL centers make $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. Eight NFL running backs, which is not the most important position, make $10 million a year. Sure. So in terms of like what your fair value is in the world, running backs are making more money in the NFL than centers do in the NHL. So like, I don't want to hear this like, they're human beings, they have families. You can still feed your family a lot of money well, for like $5 million, okay? You're going to be fine. And you don't win Super Bowls by taking the opinion of, we really like this guy, great guy. If, if you wanted to reward what appears to be a great guy, 
Kirk Cousins would have another five-year contract. Yeah. So like I like yeah I I get the fact the coach the coaching staffs need to treat these guys like people, but as far as the front office is concerned, they they really are chess pieces. Yeah. yeah. To, to use the goaltending example, like the goaltending goal at, goals against average and save percentages have gone down in a bad way the last five years in the NHL. So the GAA is going up. More teams are scoring goals. Goalies are are, are preventing less goals. And the save percentage is also going down, which means they're also stopping less pucks. Um, so you don't want, especially in hockey, it's a little different because it's a very hard salary cap, right? You don't want to spend a large chunk of your salary cap on goaltending because it hampers you from building out the rest of your roster when mm-hmm. typically you can find league average goaltending for next to minimum contract pay. Mm-hmm. So you should never overpay for that position. Because in general, it's just trending in the wrong direction, and overcommitting to that from a salary purpose would be very unwise. Now, if it, I will say, if it tre- continues to trend, and you have the rare, you know, star goalies that can buck the trend, those guys mm-hmm. are worth paying. Yep. Just like in, remember in the middle of the steroid era, you had every team was scoring, you know, eight runs a game or whatever. And then you had like Pedro Martinez, Roger Clemens on steroids, and a couple other guys that were Maddox. Maddox that in a league where yep. offense was going this way, yep. those pitchers were still holding their own with like a two ERA. Okay, super, super valuable. And there's going to be running backs like that where the league is moving this way, but these running backs are so versatile or so explosive or Derrick Henry from a few years ago, right? But, you know, front offices aren't sitting there having a debate over, oh, he's a good human, let's get him an extra $5 million. That's not really how that works. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, Christopher Moe says, just want to say I'm a huge fan of Purple Daily. You guys have the perfect mix of age, talent, and personality. <laughs> Go on, Christopher. Yeah, what else you got for me? Well, well, we got the heartthrob, Declan <laughs> Goff. Got the old man, me. And then sort of an aging guy in Phil. Sort of. Uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm def- old yet. Definitely. I'm uh, not as good as I once was, but I'm as good now as I'll ever be. There you go, Toby. Christopher says, I'm nice 51. My earliest memory was the Tommy Kramer to Ahmad Rashad Hail Mary. Yeah. I have no memories of losing Super Bowls, but I have lived through five NFC Championship game losses. Uh, he says, keep up the awesome work. I need to get a computer so I can appear on Write That Down. That is your goal, Christopher. If you get a computer, when you get a computer, you email us. You're on. We will put you on Write That Down. Absolutely. He says, one last thing. Joey Browner is the reason the horse collar tackle is a personal foul. He was a black belt that would track receivers down from behind. And rip yeah. them down. Is that true? Oh yeah, he yeah, he was brutal. But man, that's what football was. Football. 
The, just violent, jacked them up, oh, violence. I think we've talked about it before, but like the CBS sports football, you know, TV package that they would play before a game, like in 1980, is just hilarious because it's just people killing each other. Yep. It's literally people just Head ripping shots, each other out of the ground. Everywhere. Blood, there's grass and dirt flying in That's the air. That's what Sundays were all about. That's hilarious. A uh, couple more quick ones here. Joe, Joe in Montana, not Joe Montana, but Joe in Montana. Says, when could AI analytics start to influence game time decisions? Consider a coach on the sideline, calls timeout, checks in with his people while also consulting the AI coach. You know, uh, a coach designated to assign a hyperspeed data for high risk situations. Th- dude, this, I mean, the NFL would have to allow you access to like an AI It'll happen widget eventually. or something. But can you imagine if you had like, Game situation, scenario, score, personnel, everything. What is the perfect play to call right now? You that information would be available now if you allowed teams to. But to wouldn't use the defense? It. But wouldn't the defense punch in the same thing? What you're what you're likely to run? Yeah. Yes, they could. I bet that quietly, maybe not even quietly, maybe it's out there and we just don't know it. I bet there was a league memo in the last five six months that has been sent about AI to each team. I, I bet there's some type of thing that was sent, especially with the boom of it in 2023. Like it. Man, it's so hard to police because what if you just have a couple gophers working behind right. the scenes, you know, building stuff? I don't know. And then one more from uh, William Turnbull says, can a quarterback fall out of the Hall of Fame, like, race? It seemed like oh. Donovan McNabb was a lock for the Hall of Fame before oh. he left for Washington, the Minnesota. What if Russell Wilson has a couple more disastrous seasons? Would he fall out of the Hall of Fame? He's got a Super Bowl. Donovan McNabb didn't. I think that's the difference. But what? What was Russ a guarantee before he went to Denver? He was on track. Yeah, he he was on track. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the McNabb one is spectacular because there was a time where it's like, oh my god, this guy's phenomenal. He's unbelievable. But then he threw up in the uh, Super Bowl in the huddle against the Patriots, up. and but no, it's a it's like, a very valid point. And I don't yeah. know that Russell is a lock. But I do think the Super Bowl ring helps him, and McNabb, yeah, McNabb definitely like was tracking and will and will not make it. It's a, it's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, I think I, I do think if he has a couple more disastrous seasons, because there are quarterbacks that have a Super Bowl that did not get to the Hall of Fame, right? So did, I don't think he's going to have a disastrous year th- this year, though. I think with Sean Payton there, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, he might not be Russ at his best, but I don't think, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, when Peyton ripped Nathaniel Hackett a couple weeks ago now, as we talked about, it was all correct. Like, that was such a gong show, and Russell's guy was in the building, and Russell was out of shape. Like, that was the perfect storm of doing everything wrong and having no guidance. I mean, even Steve McNair's not in the Hall of Fame. And Steve McNair and Don McNabb were neck and neck. And McNair won an MVP. Grant was a co-MVP, but he won an MVP, went to a Super Bowl, was pretty damn good with the Titans for a while. He even played decently with the Ravens in, in the last years of his career. He's not in the Hall of Fame either. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good one, Dex. Yeah. All right, boys. That's your Feedback Friday on a Saturday here. We are your home, Purple Daily, for Daily Vikings Entertainment and Daily Training Camp discussions as well. Uh, if you do see us out and about at practice at any point, hello. training camp, say hello. Come over. Maybe Judd will give you a bro hug. Maybe not. Maybe he'll just give you the fist. I can't because you're up in the stands and I'm down. Oh, that's I can right. Certainly shake your hand. Right. Little fist. 
I'll be happy to sign. As I said before, I'm going to work on my autograph technique. A lot of things to work on here. Training camp for me, Sounds too. Sounds good. Yep. All right, we just want the Vikings. Get in the know. Nonstop Viking.